Hi, I'm Max Gibson, and you're listening to Episode 7 of Fairy Visions, my podcast series about the radical fairies of Vermont. (laughs) Up to this point, I've talked a lot about the history of the radical fairies, what fairies are, and what they do. But in this short episode, I'm going to talk about tarot cards. Tarot is kind of tangential to fairydom, but a fairy introduced me to the cards, and they did help me understand the fairies a little better. So, here it is, Episode 7, Tarot. Well, my, my custom, we're doing a tarot theme this year. So okay. I'll show you the cards. When I visited Mixie, he showed me the drag costumes he and a few other fairies were working on for Mardi Gras. I'm going as the, uh, the Hierophant, okay. also known as the Pope. <sighs> but I'm going as the Hierophag, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were all tarot themed, and Mixie called his the Hierophag, based on the Hierophant tarot card. After that visit, and after talking with Mixie about it a bit, I bought a set of tarot cards, and I've gotten really into them. For those of you that don't know, tarot cards are the cards with pictures on them that psychics use. Each card tells its own story. The most famous one, which shows up in a lot of movies, is the death card. I started doing a tarot reading for myself every morning. I draw three cards, one each for my past, my present, and my future, and I think about the personal significance each card might have for me that day. It's intensely therapeutic. When I started out, I approached the tarot with a purely psychological mindset. I thought there's no supernatural force influencing what I pull, and they're just pictures on cards. And they work like an inkblot test. They stimulate thought about things that I might not otherwise be thinking about. So, for example, if I pull the Five of Swords, which typically indicates betrayal, I start to think about who I might be betraying or the negative effects things I do could be having on other people. And that's a thought that might always be relevant, regardless of which day I pull the Five of Swords. But a few weeks into doing readings for myself, I started to get some patterns. I kept pulling the same cards, especially this one card in particular, the Queen of Pentacles. To this day, the Queen of Pentacles turns up in about a third of my tarot readings. And this is really unlikely because there's a total of 78 cards and I'm only pulling three cards every morning. The Queen of Pentacles represents hospitality, motherliness, practicality, and I think when she shows up for me, it's as guidance like she's steering me back to being present for the people I care about. But I've tried that, and she keeps coming up, and I'm still not quite sure why. When I started to do readings for other people, I began to realize that not everyone buys into it as easily as I do. I did a reading for my brother Bo, for example, and he was not satisfied with how vague the cards can be. He said his reading could apply to anyone, at any time, and yeah, maybe he's right. But I found a few kindred spirits who buy into tarot just as much as I do. I did a reading for my friend Kate when we went out to dinner. Kate had never had a tarot reading before. First, I asked her if she believes if there are supernatural forces behind the cards. I kind of believe that 
I tend to make the connections myself between the things and draw like, oh, well, this is a card that might mean this and then bring my own life into it. Okay. We got into the reading. You draw one card and put it in the middle here, face down for now, and that's your present. Then you can cut it again or you can just draw, and the next card is your past. Okay, and then you draw one more card, put it to the right, and it's your future. Okay, so you have the Page of Wands to begin with. Then you have the Ten of Cups in your past, and you have the inverted Ten of Pentacles in your future. Oh, okay, so I'm starting to see a story here. So a page of wands is kind of like the promise of a lot of creative energy, but it hasn't really been realized yet. And you're kind of like, that feels, <laughs> real. That feels very real okay. for right now. Okay. We moved on to her past. It was the 10 of cups. I told her it's a celebration card. Were you doing that in your past at all? My whole life has been a party and a celebration so far, so yes. Okay, that's not helpful. I actually saw a link between the celebration in the Ten of Cups and Kate's present card, the Page of Wands. Kate was writing a play about a family gathering that goes very wrong. So I thought that this celebration card in the past represented some sort of gathering or party that was leading to the inspiration for the playwriting right? in her presence. So maybe that's influencing your creative I energy? Is. I think is you're that? I think you're right about that. I think you're spot <laughs> okay, on, okay. cowboy. I looked okay. at Kate's future um, and she had the Ten of Pentacles. The Ten of Pentacles shows a multi-generational group entering a courtyard. I normally read it as a homecoming card, but for Kate it was inverted, so it was upside down. I mean, we were just talking about how you plan on not going home in the future. So I think what this is saying is that you shouldn't go home if you want to fulfill the like creative energy that the page kind of brings into your life. I think I started to win her over. If you're telling me the truth about what each of these cards mean... <laughs> I, I, to the best of my ability, yeah. <laughs> then I think it is, it's, it would be relevant whether or not we were having a conversation, whether or not there was anything to read into. So you like the tarot? I do, yes. Okay. I'm going to take a picture of it. Tarot is by no means something that all fairies do. It's something Mixie specifically does, and it's a personal practice that he took from witchcraft. But this mysticism in tarot is one aspect of paganism, witchcraft, fairy magic that I can now see myself getting into. And after trying to share tarot with the people around me, I now know that it's best to be with like-minded people to enjoy this kind of mysticism. Haters just ruin the fun. You need a solid community for this type of thing. It helps me understand why the radical fairies value their fairy community so much. In the end, I really like tarot and I really like talking to people about it. So maybe I'm more of a fairy than I thought. <laughs> Next time on Fairy Visions and for real this time, I go up to the land and see Fairy Camp Destiny for myself. To stay up to date with this series, subscribe to the Fairy Visions podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, or follow me on SoundCloud. You can also stay updated by going to fairyvisions.wordpress.com. That's F-A-E-R-I-E visions at wordpress.com. Thank you, Mixie, for sparking my interest in tarot. And thank you to Bo, Kate, the residents of Foley House, and the many other people I inflicted my tarot readings on. 
The songs you've heard in this episode are Harry Ferry Hataruna by Monroeville Music Center, Holy Roller Instrumental by Yacht, and The Life and Death of a Certain K. Zabriskie Patriarch by Chris Zabriskie. Fairy Visions is produced by me, Max Gibson, and I'll talk to you next time. Until then, try to see if you can live your life a little bit more like Kate. My whole life has been a party and a celebration so far. <laughs>